Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the speed and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a 3-1 to one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Hi, and welcome to the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. I'm Mark Knudsen, former Colorado Rocky. He's Manny Randawa from MLB. Dot com. And before we get rolling, I do want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you in part by DenverAutographs.com. If you're into collecting memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, including a lot of Hall of Famers, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. They have two locations you can visit in person, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall in Broomfield. Either one will have a great selection of stuff that you could purchase. Uh, Broncos rookie Pat Sertain will be at the Broomfield location this coming Saturday for an autograph signing. So check out their website, denverautographs.com, for more details on that. And speaking of Hall of Famers, Manny Randawa, not that you're not a Hall of Famer, but... Oh, I am a, not a Hall it of was Famer. A, it was a big weekend for newly minted baseball Hall of Famer Larry Walker, yeah. uh, who's back at Coors Field. You were in Cooperstown earlier in the month to watch the induction ceremony. Yep. And then you were getting here again in Coors Field this past weekend with Larry. By now, most people know that you played a pretty big role. You, Dan Evans, the Sabre people from Denver, you guys played a big role in getting that last boost, that last kick of votes up for Larry Walker. So this had to be a pretty meaningful weekend for you as well. It was great. I got to say, uh, it was, it was really rewarding, I guess is the best word because, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a campaign, you know, it was, it was a, it was a push. It was uh, a lot of it was on social media. Dan Evans, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, is, it was so critical to this. Um, but you know, I, I, I did, yeah, I will, I will, I'll take credit for the starting the groundswell because nobody will let me not, uh, but, uh, <laughs> That's good. but, but yeah, but so, but it was great, you know, and just, uh, getting to congratulate Larry, you know, in person and, 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 uh, that was just, it was just a really rewarding time. Uh, the whole thing. I mean, I think the Rockies did a really good job too. I think they did a good job in, uh, the way they, the way they, uh, unveiled it and, Mm-hmm. Um, the whole setup and, uh, you know, Larry, you know, he, 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 he plays, he plays it like he's nervous and he's, he's nervous and everything. And then he goes up there and he delivers great speeches. So it was a great weekend. Rockies did a great job. I felt just, uh, really, um, uh, rewarded by, you know, it was a rewarding experience. That's the best way to put it. And I think it was cool for Larry to say that I don't have a cap in Cooperstown. We have a cap in Cooperstown Absolutely. now. It's a big moment for the Rockies franchise moving forward. We'll see what happens with Todd Helton. That's got to be your next campaign. Yeah. And then eventually Nolan Arenado, depending on what cap he's going to wear, depending how things go. But um, those that moment, even though the Rockies lost all three games to the Giants this weekend, that moment was certainly a highlight of the season. Well, they lost three games because in honor of Larry, three. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Everything's about threes. I got it. 33 and threes. I got that. They had to win um, three or lose three and they, they decided to go with, okay, with losing. Okay. All right. Um, okay. It's been a kind of, a, it's been a very strange year for the Rockies. It wasn't the year you thought they were going to lose a hundred games. I was I on the 73 win and they still might get 73 wins if they stumble a little bit. Yeah. Um, I said they'd win 73 games because I think it's really too hard to lose a hundred games. You have to be miserable to lose a hundred games like the Diamondbacks are and the Orioles. But that you know, you've, you've been on, uh, you, you've been there. You're a player. Yeah. You know, you're a player. Right. You, you know what it's like in a season. You know how, yeah. how difficult it is to win 100 or to lose 100. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And to have two teams in the division and win 100 is, is pretty remarkable, too. But, yeah, it's crazy um, that race. So, admittedly, it was a better season than most people thought it was going to be. And there were yeah. some things that have gone, a lot of things that have gone right. And obviously, a lot of things that have gone wrong. And we're going to go back and forth during this episode about what's gone right and what's gone wrong. Let's start with what's gone right. Because when we okay. get to the what's gone wrong, that'll lead us in the next show when we're going to talk about how to fix it. But right now, some of the things that went right this year, you go ahead and start. What's gone right this year? All right. Uh, the one that, that comes to mind immediately because he's been great recently is Brendan Rodgers. He's finally okay. uh, in the lineup, healthy, and yep. getting a chance to be to show us what he can do on a, on a day-in, day-out basis. And uh, he's been very good, and that's been awesome to see uh, for him and for the, Ro- the Rockies fan base because they've been waiting like three, four years for this to happen, and injuries and other things derailed that. The uh, starting pitching has been good overall. It hasn't been great lately. Antonio Sensatella was good today. But, uh, you know, Marquez and, and uh, in particular, Marquez and uh, Gray have right. been struggling in the last seven, eight starts each. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freeland's been oh. kind of up and down. He had that really good start in Washington. But uh, overall, the starting rotation, I think, is pretty clear that they have something there. It's good. Um, and obviously, Gray, you know, we don't know that Gray – uh, is, is coming back. He wants to come back. I, I, I said goodbye to him today because just in case I said, look, I'm not, this is my last day here at the ballpark this season. So I just wanted to say goodbye. And it's been a pleasure. And, uh, and he said, yeah, great. And, and, you know, I think everybody knows that he wants to be back, but we don't know if he's going to be back. That, that's a good point. We'll certainly talk about the Rockies free agency stuff moving forward. Throw Austin yeah. Gomber into that mix. Austin Gomber before he got Austin hurt Gomber, was yeah, a pleasant he's, he's surprise. And, and so it was we, a pleasant absolutely, surprise. Absolutely. We haven't seen, uh, him in a while, but boy, was he good, you know, yeah, and he did a good job. He, he, he came Especially better, at Coors Field. Yes. Better than advertised. He really looked like a guy who could become even a frontline type guy for the, for this, for this rotation. And they already have one. So it's great for the, for, for those, those two areas in particular okay. uh, come to mind quickly. Okay. I'll, I'll go next. Um, CJ Crone obviously has been a big plus yeah, for this team. Absolutely. The Rockies have a history of signing guys like that and trying yeah. to squeeze a little bit out of a guy who might be looking at the end of his career. Caron is certainly not looking at the end of his career, but he was not a highly coveted free agent. They got him in no. a bargain, and he blossomed. He's had a, In fact, I think he's played his way off this team for next year. I think he'll get it's a better so not offer. like the Rockies but, to actually hit on one of these right, retread-type right. situations. And then, right? and then have him do so well that now he's too, going to be too right. expensive for him in the offseason. Of course. Yeah, of course. Ironically, that's what's right. going to yeah. you know, probably happen. Right. I, I, you know, he's done a contract. If you could get him for one more season and let Michael Toglia have another year in the minor leagues and get That'd another good year out of this, that would definitely be a win for the Rockies. I'll throw yeah. in another one. I think Elias Diaz has had the best year a catchers ever had for the Colorado Rockies in their 29 year history. Well, you know, I, I haven't, you know, that's interesting. I haven't gone back and looked at the catcher history in terms of individual it's, season. I'll give you a hint. It's been awful. It's been well, downright I know it's been awful. awful. I know it's been awful. I just don't know if, uh, I just don't know if uh, Chris Inetta or any of those guys had a season here or there that was as good as the one. Not, I, I believe you. I not believe offensively you. and defensively. No way. Well, that's that's not, you know, not no way. He's definitely been, you know, he's, he's, he's hit more home runs than like all, you know, the catchers, I like the last two, three seasons combined, yeah. you know? And so, and more barrels uh, than Tony Walters, right? Yeah. Well, that, that wasn't a high bar to meet, <laughs> you know, but 
you know, I want Tony to get back in. So that's another tough podcast. I want Tony to get back in the game and, and get a barrel at least one more before he retires, you know, <laughs> at least one, you mean, before one, he retires. at least one. Yeah. It's been, it's been great to watch Diaz because listen, the Rockies, I've, I've written about this extensively. The, all the teams in Denver have a, well, hockey team, football team, and baseball team all have a black hole in their draft history. The Avalanche yeah. have never drafted a great goaltender. The Broncos have never drafted a great quarterback. John Elway was not a Bronco draft pick. And the Rockies have never drafted a great catcher. We don't know what Drew Romo is going to be yeah. like down the road. But right now, this is the best catcher the Rockies have ever had. And it's a pleasure to, to watch Agreed. him play. He's been good. He's been very good. For, you mentioned, for, what they, for what they bargained for. Right. He's been very good. You mentioned Antonio Senzatella. I think, um, obviously, when he first got here, he was a guy with one pitch. He threw fastballs. Mm-hmm. He's really developed into a complete starting pitcher now and somebody that you can count on moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we were talking to him today after the game and he basically, you know, um, he, he's not he's not very verbose in terms of what he what he tells us, you know, but he but he did indicate and he's a ground ball guy. And he did indicate today in kind of a nod without saying it kind of a nod to this lineup, the Giants lineup. They have 237 home runs. They set a franchise record. They did it here. Yep. Um, and, and not one of them, had, not not a 30 home run guy yet. And so um, but they do hit a lot of home runs. So he said, I just needed to keep the ball on the ground. And uh, he did. He was able to do that for the most part today. Uh, was successful, and obviously, you know, once it got to uh, into Daniel Bard's hands, it, it an unru- yeah. unraveled, which is not yeah. something that has not happened before. And right. so, yeah, I mean, talking to talking to Bud Black about, it, I asked him, like, you know, uh, in particular, what is it about um, this this team that goes forty three and twenty at home, and then suddenly goes three and twelve at at home and starts winning on the road? It's like the a lot- opposite. Has a lot to do with who you're playing. Let's just be honest. <laughs> it does right? have a lot to do with who you're playing. They've had to play the Giants and the Dodgers. Six, and six times, that. six of those losses against the Giants. Right, and the pitch and the pitching right. and everything like right. that. Um, but at the same time, there were some situations where it's like they they hit they knocked Max Scherzer around, yeah, you did. know, and and so there were situations where it's like, what is going on? It's just such a bizarre season for a bizarre <laughs> group of guys. And I think it, you know it's going to be really interesting to kind of dig down after this is all all the dust is settled and see what really happened there. Yeah. And uh, but I, I think, um, you know, Senzatella is uh, is a keeper. You know that he's a keeper, actually, because he's, he's actually been their best starting starting pitcher in the last like six weeks or more. So most consistent for sure. Most consistent. Yeah. Yep. And you mentioned Kyle Freeland earlier, too. I mean, his yep. coming, he got off to, the, you know, hampered by the injury early on, came back up and down a little bit, but it's been really solid lately. We've seen the Kyle Freeland that, that won so many games for him. He was him great in ago. Washington. That was yep. that was vintage yep. uh, 2018 style. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think you've got Sensatella and Freeland you can really count on and Gomber coming back from injury. Yeah, and Gomber, I think we we haven't seen more than, you know, three quarters of a season from him. It's, you know, and we look what we saw from Kyle Freeland and then look at the regression that happened there. I mean, I, he's not as bad as he was in 19. He's not going to be. That's not him. Right. Right. But he also isn't as good as he was in 2018. And so we'll have to see right. more from Gomber. I think Herman Marquez, given this, how much we've seen of him already and his raw stuff, he's got to clean some things up. Yeah. But uh Boy, when he's on, man, he's no hit right. stuff. He's right. going to throw one at some point, I think. Given the the the, the, the number of no hitters that get thrown these days and the type of stuff he has, when he's on a, on a night, when he's on, he's gonna he's gonna do that. So I think they can Reminds, count on those guys. Reminds you a little bit of Ubaldo Jimenez in that regard. Yeah, Ubaldo Jimenez had electric stuff, and when he was on, yep. he he threw the no. He could harness it. You it know? just I mean, couldn't couldn't get consistent. That yeah, he's got it. John Gray, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. the consistency yep. issue has been a, a cloud over his head for his entire career. You know, I wrote about that last night after the game because bottom line is he wants to come back, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. He might be, he might be somebody that benefits from a change of scenery. 
Honestly, yeah. he might, yeah. even if that's not what he wants to do. Another, right. another good thing this year, and we've seen a lot of young guys get a lot of opportunities. I've always been a Sam Hilliard guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the numbers, the batting average especially isn't very good, but some of the, what that man is capable of doing. We saw right. it in Washington and we've seen it all over. He's had a lot of home runs. He's killed the Dodgers. Yeah. That ball oh, he hit to center field yeah, the other night yeah. where it, it almost seemed like it startled him. How, he, how much he has that. so much talent, yeah. so much talent. Easy uh, power. Six foot five can run him as elite speed. As you pointed he out, has elite, Twitter, elite speed. I couldn't speed. believe when I saw it track yeah. it in 29.6 feet yeah. per second, the guy's yeah. six, five, two thirty-six. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a guy that they have to find a way to get the best out of that guy. Because if you yes. do, you've got a superstar in your hands. You got how often can, do you see a guy like that? You got a guy yeah. that can play center field here for a long time. If you yeah. develop him properly, and I, I'm not sure they have to this point, but I like what I've seen lately. He's growing. His confidence is growing. Yeah, uh, he's got work That's to do in the sure. offseason. Plate discipline is a big thing for him. It's a pl- big thing for guys like Garrett Hampson too. They've got to learn a lot plate discipline, lot, lot of plate discipline, um, and, and all that. So you know, I'll any- say that at Sam. I'll say Sam Hilliard. You know, he's 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 far from it, right? But his build, his his skill set reminds you a little bit of the Hall of Famer. Larry Walker, yeah, he's yeah, huge. Yeah. He can run. Right. He can he can hit. I mean, and hit for power. It's just a matter of, like you said, it's cut down, swing and miss, plate discipline, all of that stuff. See where that goes. He he may not become uh, a star, but he may become a regular contributor. Yeah. You know, if nothing else. And like you said, when you have a body like that, and you have the the the, the raw skill set <laughs> like that, tools. you got to take advantage of yeah. it. Yeah, the tools. Yeah. You got to take advantage of it. Right. Um, what am I leaving out? What has gone well this year? What has gone right that we well, haven't talked about? Well, we talked about the starting rotation. We talked about, uh, well, you know, one thing that and I was talking to another reporter last night um, when we were waiting for the, for the post-game Zooms, and uh, we were talking about Ryan McMahon, and we were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, he started out just blazing, right? He started, he hit those, uh, right. what, like 15 home runs early, by early, yeah. or something like that. And then he obviously tailed off, and uh, which, was, you know, you, you knew that was going to come at some point. We didn't know sure. how bad. Another situation where it's a player in growing pains and everything, but he, yep. the thing with him is he's got this, he's got a very dynamic personality and he's the type of guy that maybe this Rockies organization, they were, they tried to force Nolan to be a leader. They tried to force Tulo to be a leader. They tried to, 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 to get cargo, I guess, to be a leader. They tried to get a uh, story to be a leader. Those guys aren't built that way. They're not programmed that way. Yeah. Man might be that guy because hmm. he is just, he gets along with everybody in that clubhouse. He's hanging out with all the different clicks in the clubhouse and he's uh and he's just uh he's got a way about him and i was telling this person i said look the 1978 yankees hated each other i mean they literally you know reggie jackson was taking swings in the dugout on television uh at, at billy martin his manager mm-hmm. yep. and they and they and they went and they won a world series and so it's it's not required but it can it be helps. good and if the rockies really are big on it maybe ryan mcmahon is that kind of guy and if he can get more consistent at the plate boy when he when he gets on a roll and he connects Ball goes a long way, and he can spread it to all fields. Could be could be, could be good for the Rockies. My concern about Ryan McMahon is he's got a gigantic hole in his swing from the belt yeah. up. He he has yeah. an, uh, the uppercut, the the, the drive line swing. Let's swing, you know, uppercuts right. where we hit the ball in the air. And right. people came, people figured that out as the as the season went along and started throwing yeah. him high fastballs. And he, that's, his, that's the book on him. He's got to adjust. He's got to change yeah. the way he approaches the ball to plate. We saw Cody Bellinger is another example of that, and yeah. he, it yeah, caught it's, up, it's caught up with him. He yep. had a monster season, an MVP season. It's caught up with him. If you have that kind of swing, pitchers are going to figure it out. You have to, it's now on you to adjust. So it's kind of like Trevor's adjusts. story from like yeah. like three years ago from the right side of the batter's mm-hmm. box. You know, he had that awful year in his sophomore season, right? 
Right. I mean, and then, but you know, then the question is, is you, are, are you going to, yeah. Are you going to counter adjust to the adjustments right. that are being made against you by right. pitchers? Will it happen? It did. Yep. And so with, with Trevor's story, he figured it out. The question is again, now we're at that stage with McMahon, McMahon will he figure that part out? Yep. We'll see maybe next year. Okay. Let's go ahead and, and, and do the unpleasant stuff now and go what, what's gone wrong this season. And I will start uh, that how long out. Do we have, we have the rest of the podcast. I will start that out in February with the way they botched the Nolan Arenado trade. Gomber's mm-hmm. been good. He should have been yeah. one of several pieces they got, not just the only piece that right. contributed and to, and to and this and year's and team. And Montero, the other guy, the, 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 the infielder that they got mm-hmm. is good too. But, you know, again, you, you, you said it. This is, botched. this is a situation where I think uh, optics, it was a huge deal that they just totally missed. The thing is, is that this organization, you know, really – you know, brought outrage to the fan base and not just this fan base, but I mean, even we're talking about, you know, across the country, national reporters writing that they're living in a parallel universe and all this kind of stuff. And true. And so, yeah. And and it just seems like that, right. We don't, Mm -hmm. and the thing is we don't know exactly what's going on in there, but sometimes it's just exactly what you thought it was, which is, you know, and I think it is in this case, which is they signed Nolan Arnauto, a generational talent to a humongous contract. And with that contract came, some sort of assurances that we're going to build around you and we're going to get, we're going to become, we're going to get this window that we have right now after 17 and 18 and going to the postseason, And we're going to build on that and go further. And we're going to get to the NLCS and we're going to keep on making that next step. And uh, after 2019, obviously that did not happen. Well, but it's not and- like they didn't try. They tried to do that. They just did it very badly. I think you're, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I think I think the thing is is that they this is where the the talent evaluation problem comes exactly, in. Exactly. Exactly. You right. you you don't if you don't have a a good understanding and a depth of understanding of what you actually have on your roster and you think you have more than you do, that's the Rockies chronic problem. Yep. And if you do that, this is the type of thing that happens. I remember uh, I think Dan Zimborski, uh, who Rockies fans love to hate because of his uh, because of because of the things that he tweets about the Rockies but he had a really good story a couple of years ago about uh, the if you take out the top three players uh, position players out of the of the off the roster and you look at the wins above replacement for the rest of the, of the players yeah. the supporting cast right. so to speak you rank them and the Rockies ranked only ahead of the Orioles they were 29th yep. in and they were negative war mm-hmm. meaning they could have brought the quadruple a guy up for all those other and positions they, and they, on the field. And they did, the, and yeah. they do. They have they a tried. team of they have a team a regular right. lineup of guys who are four A players. They really yeah, are. And, and, and that's and, the thing. And they, they don't. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. There was a, there was somebody I, I can't remember who. I wish I could give them credit, but it's not me. I didn't come up with this. But they said Tampa Bay can find one war players in the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah. that's what you need. And they and the Rockies are the a as negative, far away from that as a negative. As a negative war for $256 million in free agent salary, a negative war. That's, that's just, right. It was negative four, maybe. Yeah, something yeah, like that's, that. that's hard to comprehend that you exactly. could spend money that poorly. So they did that. Yes. So obviously the pandemic has, has to factor into that too. Sure. They couldn't afford Nolan anymore. After losing $100 million last year, they couldn't afford right. him. I wish they would have come out and honestly said, we just can't afford well, this contract the anymore. Come out and, and say it. Right. And they didn't. You know? right. And they and did they, not do that. And, and that kind of set the tone for... Mm-hmm. Um, what was to come now, right. now they, they, now we'll talk about obviously how they outperformed, I think most projections, no question, Absolutely but, true. but, but at the same time, you know, you look at what happened on the road in the primarily in the first half of this season, right. they were on a record pace and, uh, the home stuff we still can't figure out, you know, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people have tried 
and and uh, but have not been able to unearth what it is that that, that right. makes them win at home. But um, that set the tone. The, the Arnold stuff kind of hung over this club. Uh, it set the tone. But you know, obviously, after the pandemic, people want to get out and watch baseball, and they got mm-hmm. to see some good baseball at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the huge kind of like like hard. It's a hard thing to live down. It is. It really is. Um, Trevor Story obviously was was, was going to step in and be the guy after Nolan was gone. Yeah. And I don't know if he was feeling the pressure. I don't know how much of it's physical with his arm, but he's had a poor season. And he picked yeah. a bad time to have a poor season considering he's going to be yeah. a free agent. Um, right. I'm not so sure. People talk about, well, they should have traded him at the deadline. They probably should have. But I'm not sure if they were going to get much for him at the deadline. He was not playing well. He was there's, yeah. And I, you and I talked about this the other day. Um, I don't think it's a sure thing for sure that, that he's gone after this. I'm not sure he's going to get a big you changed, offer. You changed my mind on that. I, I No, you, you didn't change my mind, but you gave me a lot to think about. Right. I, 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 Who's going to give him a fat contract coming off this kind of a season when he's, he I, appears I, to be damaged yeah. goods? I thought for sure that he's he had one foot out the door, you know, as soon as right. no one left, right? right. But um, most of us did, yeah. yeah. But, but, and I think, but that was before the season, right? So right. like you said, he's had a poor defensive season for his for his right. standards he's mm-hmm. also especially with the throwing yep uh he's had a, a poor season by his standards offensively um but you know the question is this if i'm in the front office my only concern is that he gets that elbow fixed yes if he gets the elbow fixed i'm not worried about the numbers it's, it's the same thing with arnado last year everybody's like well the card like what about his shoulder what about his terrible season it, don't worry about it he's going to have the numbers right. at the end of the season next yeah, year because he's going to be healthy and he hasn't has. Trevor Story will be the same way if he gets the elbow fixed. And so that's not my concern, my, my concern about it. My concern about it would be that part. And that part should not be a, 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 a very tough sell because right. um, he's like, I'm going to go get surgery and I'll be good. But like you said, though, there are some factors there. There's um, um, the fact that there are other shortstops. On a the lot line. of them. Three of Javier them in particular. Baez, Carlos Correa. Yeah. You know, Javier Marcus, Baez, Marcus Simeon's a free agent. Marcus Simeon. He's Corey, Seager, Corey, Seager's, Corey Seager's a free agent. I mean, right. a lot of these guys might end up with their that's the one again. that That's the but, part that gives me gives me pause about whether that he that he's going to leave. Because I think, like, he, you know, maybe, like you said, take the $19 million, million and for the qualifying for one offer year, for, one year. for one year and then rebuild that value. And then you don't have to deal with it's not as much as rebuilding your value as you're going to have a healthy season. So that'll happen. And then you have, uh, you don't have that competition at shortstop. You'll have options. Um, The other free agent to be that has had a poor year. We've talked about John Gray a little bit already. Um, Keep in mind that John Gray historically is a 500 pitcher, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I would have liked to have been a 500 pitcher. Okay. Teams need a three, four, five guy. Listen, if your rotation's built, uh, your top two guys are blowing people away and you're, and you're, you know, Verlander and Granke and you're, 10, 12 games over 500 with those. And your, and your middle three, your three, four, five guys are 500. You're in the playoffs. You're great. Yeah. Well, those guys are important. And John Gray might be destined to be a middle of the rotation guy for somebody, but yeah. you just see the, as you mentioned before, the stuff, the no hit stuff that he could have sometimes. And you feel unfulfilled. Thing. He just isn't doing exactly. what you know he can do. I, I, yesterday, you know, I asked him, I said, how would you, um, how would you sum up your time? Your seven year seasons here as a Rocky. He said, uh, I didn't make it easy on myself. It's been a tough go. Interesting. And, uh, and, and I, you know, but I, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I feel like it's a privilege to pitch for this team. And uh, so, you know, it's what you said, unfulfilled. You feel it's like you have a meal and you're, you're, you're half full, you know, and you don't, you don't get the satisfaction 
if you're a Rockies fan, because the, because when you saw him strike out 16 that one time and you saw the, the just the electric yep. nature of his stuff and you're like, this guy, they're throwing the word ace around, right? Yep. And and it's just that, you know, he just never could put it together consistently. And the question now is, I mean, he wants to come back and I feel like the Rockies will try to resign him. I do too. Um, but the question, but the thing is, is that, he, that the calibration is just going to continue here in Denver with him. And the question is whether that'll ever actually, if the if that P word potential will ever, ever actually be fulfilled with this guy, or if he is going to be this guy that we've seen, which is actually a, a above average pitcher. I mean, yeah. if you look at his ERA plus, it's uh, I think this year it's like 106 or 109, and 100 is average. So like he's better than average um, when you look at everything in total. And that's what Buddy said to me. He said if you look at uh, the entire body of work, that's the way Buddy right. put it. Solid pitcher compared to the 150 other pitchers over his career that you would put him up against. But here's the thing. And my, my story ended with this last night, whether if he's gone, if he leaves here, that it will be debated whether quote unquote solid was enough. Yeah. That, that's, well, that's well put. And I think uh, a change of scenery often benefits guys in this circumstance, right? You get yeah. somewhere, you get your head cleared. However, he's come out and made it pretty public. He'd like to stay. So maybe a change yes. of scenery won't benefit him. And also I've mentioned, I've yeah. this, thrown this out a couple of times. I don't know that it wouldn't be a good idea to try John Gray as a closer. I think he might have that mentality. You mentioned that. That's intriguing. It might be a mentality. Yeah, might have the mentality to do that and come in and just give us that one inning and and not do what so many Rockies closers have done in recent I was, past. I was chatting with Tracy Ringlesby a couple of nights ago after the game about um, that very very thing, the idea of converting guys. You know, like Mariano Rivera. It was, yeah. it was like, he, I mean, that was, that's the, the, that's the quintessential example, right? right? And the guy couldn't do it as a starter. They convert him and he's the greatest re- closer of all time. Um, and it goes the other way too, guys who can't relieve that they can start and it mentality, you know, yeah. and you know, uh, with sabermetrics, it, you know, the sabermetric community understandably is, you know, looking at the numbers and they're like high leverage situation. I'm the high leverage guy. I'm like, you bring your guy in when you need to win the game in the critical moment. I don't care if it's, I don't care about labels, closer, right. setup, this and stuff, but the mentality some guys have to be a closer some guys need to be that guy they or they have to be a setup man like Mm -hmm. they they need the mentality is if i'm not doing the final three outs i can't either i can't get up for it or i just i'm just not as good some guys excel under the pressure some guys wilt under the pressure there are only two options here the guys who wilt under the pressure would probably be better served as starters the guys who don't or middle guys or middle relievers Mm -hmm. probably more so or guys who can you know can can actually they like the pressure you know sometimes the guys you know I, I remember brian wilson you know fear the beard guy the giants who knows where he's at now but uh back in back when he was you know the, the best closer or one of the best closers in the game it almost seemed to me like he tried to put guys on base because he needed the <laughs> adrenaline you know the giants were here you know they just swept the rockies actually an interesting note that until today there had never been a team that came in here and swept the Rockies in two series in the same season at Coors Field ever until today. And the in the same month. That. In the same month, you know. Yeah. Braves did it in 93 with you guys. Yeah, I, was part of, I was part of that. I'll, t- yeah. I'll take some of the blame for that one. <laughs> but, but that was it, like after that until today. So, but anyway, the Giants, you know, have that, that uh, slogan that Kruk and Kipe came up with, uh, torture you know, from 2010, that was toward the torture season. Every game was just torturous, especially the ninth inning mm-hmm. because of Brian Wilson and the way he made it that way. But he always got, he got the job done. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's probably, it's like, yeah, that can't be really be happening. He's not going to put guys on because, you know, and risk the game for that. But then it's a little part of you thinks about it because it's like, how often are you going to do that? I, I look at Bard and I'm like, how often, 
is this going to happen? You know, but it's like uh, it's some guys have them need to need to have that spot where they're under pressure. That leads us to the next what's gone wrong. And this is a perpetual yeah. what's gone wrong is the entire bullpen. The, word, right? yeah. the entire bullpen has been bad again. It it's had their moments. The disaster. Got, right. They've had their moments the recently. I had a good stretch here for a little bit, but yeah. by and large, it's been bad again. Yeah. Um, and I look at this like, okay, they've tried two things. They tried to go out and buy a bullpen and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. guy that they paid big money for who came in and did well was Greg Holland for one season. Um, yeah. After that, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, Jake McGee, those things did not work. Um, now the other end, yeah. other way to do that is grow your own. And now you're talking yeah. about Carlos Estevez, who's been okay as a closer. doesn't still doesn't, right. you still don't think the door is shut when he walks on the mound, right? Oh, it, it's over. No. He's on the mound. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, not closer right. coming in. Right. Good luck. And you know. see El Monte. I mean, all these guys that they right. brought up or the guys they brought in from other organizations like Robert Stevenson and Tyler Kinley, Right. All plagued by the same problem, all plagued mm-hmm. by this inconsistency that one, you don't know what you're going to get from game to game. And that's right. torture on a lineup. That's torture on starting pitchers. That's just torture on the yeah. fan base. Yeah. What do they do to, I mean, obviously we'll get into how they're going to fix that later, but yeah. I'm not sure how maybe through anal, use of analytics, but that's got, that's a big thing that's got to come back. You know, Daniel Bard was a great story a year ago, but he's just another guy this year, again, who's given up a lot of balls late in games yeah. that, uh, you know, a lot of home runs and walks. He walks a lot of guys. Yep. Um, he's walking. Got, I think they got to fix it. Patrick Saunders turned to me today and said he's walking five a game now, yeah. five per nine. It's, that's, uh, that's 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 crazy for a closer. Um, Listen, the, the first, the most important. I tell my pitchers this at the high school level. As a relief pitcher, the most important guy you're going to face every game is the guy, first guy you face. That sets the yeah, tone. It sets the tone for and everything else. More often than not, Daniel Bard's walking that guy. Yeah, and and, and, that's, and, and that's walks. A, that's terrible. At Coors Field, it's Our not. Dead. It's not. It, you know, walks will haunt is the is the saying. But at Coors Field, they haunt in a different way. That yeah. people think, oh, walks in a. It's like a walk in a homer. No, it's a walk in a bloop. Yep. It's a walk in a in a, in a line drive that would be a single in another park. That's mm-hmm. a double here. Yep. And uh, those are the things that kill you. But I, you know, the that's a that's a quandary, man. And that's the the bullpen and how to deal with that. Um, uh, you know, it it's, it kind of goes in all facets of the game for the Rockies. I was talking to somebody today before the game, just out, just on the field, you know, in case anybody came out to talk. And we were talking about how it's not easy to win here. One thing we forget sometimes, um, it's not easy to yeah. win baseball games yeah. at this altitude, no matter yeah. what you try. Yeah. And they've tried a lot, um, some out of crazy idea, out of the box ideas, and it's not worked right. But the bullpen is one of those one of the pitching. You know, the fact that they have a, a young group of starters that have been this good is mind blowing. I mean, really is, but they can't, but they can't, they haven't been able to transfer that. Obviously that same kind of success translate that hasn't translated to the bullpen. Buddy black, I think has done a phenomenal job with those starters because it's a mentality thing here. Mm -hmm. No question. I remember the first year he was here, we kept on asking him about uh, the altitude because you know, Mm -hmm. a new manager, you got, Mm -hmm. you want to, you're going to, you're going to ask him about the altitude right off the bat and you're going to keep doing it for the whole season throughout, especially after, you know, bullpen blows a game or a starter gets lit up. And he was always saying, make good pitches. You'll be fine. Make bad pitches. You won't. That's it. And that's not true, but because, because balls are flat. It's true more often than not though. Yeah. Well, balls, balls yeah. Balls go flat here. You can't throw the same pitches that you throw at sea level. There's so much more that wants to it, but not to these starters. To these starters, I think Bud Black drilled that into their head, and they believe that. Mm-hmm. Simple, that simple mantra. They don't go any farther than that. Make a good pitch. Make a good pitch. Make a bad pitch. Make a, because they would repeat that. 
you would talk to them after buddy or you talk to them before the next day they're like i made a bad pitch you know and nobody's ever going to blame the ballpark even though the ballpark you know hitters um don't blame the ballpark when they go down to sea level and can't hit a curveball and pitchers don't blame the ballpark here when they get lit up but you know it has a big part of it there's a, it has a lot to do with it and so this, you need an attitude about it and that's what they've got and this year you've got the rocky starters pitching well at coors field and you've got the san francisco giants leading the world in home runs playing their games at sea level what happened it's like no, it's, man like like take these if you took these back to march you know yeah. some of the tweets we put out there now about what's going on yeah. like the the giants have won 101 games and they got a week to play the giants i know and 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 the rockies are going to finish less than 10 games under 500 mm-hmm. and they're pitching was for a while there phenomenal yeah. at Coors Field, mm-hmm. not just good, but just really great, you know, and then they go on the road and get lit up. So it's like the pitching that the, 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 and they couldn't hit a Coors Field early in the year. And they couldn't hit it. Yeah. The, this is the thing about this team. I, I tweeted yesterday, I think after they lost that they're now, they're now lost three, you know, uh, 12, 11 out of 14 at home. The weirdness is getting weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like weirdness on top of weirdness, because first of all, they're not supposed to be so good at anywhere. Right. And then on top of that, they just reversed it. Now they're good on the road. Yeah, they they won like seven out of nine on the road. And right. it's just a, it's just it, it's a, it's, you know, that's so Rockies, right? You want to talk weirdness? And we'll, this is the last one I've got for you. Yeah, Herman Marcus is the Rockies' lone All Star. He has that stretch right before the All Star break where he was just unhittable, and you talked about it earlier he has no hit stuff. Yep. But his second half has been very disappointing. His consistency has been been very disappointing for a guy with that kind of stuff yeah. to conjure up images of Ubaldo Jimenez. Um, he's got to get something fixed and nobody else can do it but him. Do you see that happening? Um, does he have see, it here? I, I, to get, does I, he I, have it up here to get that fixed? Because this is the only problem with Herman Marquez right here. I, yeah, I think so because um, he walks around with a chip on his shoulder and not in a, not in a bad way in the sense of you think you're, you're, you're great stuff and it doesn't okay. matter that you have a bad outing, you know, every, every third outing. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I just remember him saying, uh, he was up. Who was he? Who was he matched up against? Uh, like through a gem, whoever it was. It was one of the. It was one of the. It was line of. St- maybe it was Kershaw. It was Kershaw, and uh, and and he's watching. And he duelled him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was like it was a pitcher's duel. The, the Rockies lost it, and he said, "That's what I want to be. I want to be that guy." You know, he made it. He 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 wanted to be that guy. He said that, and the the question is, can he make that desire? The, the question I don't think is the the want of it. I think the question is, can he make translate that into actual results? And the stuff he has, like if he goes the way of John Gray, um, man, like yeah. the Rockies just they, right. they 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 trade they traded for 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 Herman Marcus um, before when he was uh, a prospect. They, yep. they 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 grew Gray, and it's like they the stuff the the, the scouting there is solid, right? The stuff is great. And, we, and it's like, we can work with this, but it hasn't worked it, again. Potential Herman Marquez is like top, top seven starter in the game sort of guy. If he's on stuff, stuff wise. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff wise. Yeah. And but if he, if he can this matters pinpoint too. his control and everything else, this matters too. So that's the, that's this. the problem is and like, yeah, you gray, sure gray and, and Marquez is, you just hope you don't hope for Marquez that he's not like just earlier version of gray. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, in the next episode of, of our podcast, we're going to go a little dig, dig deeper in a couple of these um, topics. But before we go, I, I did want to, so we threw out something about, I threw out something about maybe something that can help fix the bullpen is analytics. We, you and I both been yeah. very critical of this team. They have not embraced analytics to any degree. 
Um, they've almost right. said, well, we're smarter than that, which is absurd. However, they've hired somebody. Yeah. They've hired a new guy from the Washington Nationals yeah. that sends the signal yeah. that at least they're going to try. Yeah, and I met some of his staff yesterday uh, on the field. It's like, uh, these are new people. I'm like- He's got a staff already. Yeah, and he seems to know. He seems to know a lot. They seem to know a lot about us. So going, hi, I'm I'm so and so. Who are you? And uh, so they're like, yeah, he's got staff, and um, it and and so they, you know, that's 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 progress, right? No question. They had like two people even working in the entire department. Well, as, they were doing laundry as a few months ago. And they were doing laundry. And yeah, it's it, yeah. It, well, it's it's just yeah. It's 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 kind of farcical in a lot of ways, um, but at the same time, um, you know, between Bill Schmidt becoming the general manager we we that's I mean, all that's, that's slam dunk. that's a given that's right? slam dunk, yeah uh you know people are going to criticize that because it's not it's insular it's not going yep. outside the organization but he's pretty well respected and honestly he's you still know, a rookie to, he's, he's still a rookie general manager he is i don't know he's what never, to expect done that before i don't know what to expect from him uh and then secondly um now they got a new analytics guy so you know they're moving in the, you know based on how slow the rockies were and based on how behind they were they're slowly moving in the right direction. The question is, are they do? Uh, is this, is this going to lead to better things? Is this going to be a commitment, right? Is, is this going to be a commitment, commitment from right. the top right. that we are going to, right. we're, we're not going to, we're not going to shun what other teams are doing. Yeah. Lip service or a commitment. It can, it can't ask me one yeah. or the other, right? Yeah. So we'll you have to have one or the other. All right. Well, am I leaving anything out? What else went poorly this year that I didn't haven't touched on? We probably are, you know, because the, the a lot of things did did go wrong. But I think we covered the the, the main points. We covered okay. our bases on that. Right, well, the bullpen against... was was the big one. We I got think. that. And that's, that you, you fixed the bullpen. This just that, ah. and this team is competing. Yep. Yep. Same. All right, man. We will we'll yep. do this again next week. Appreciate yes, it. Enjoy the last week of the regular season. We got a lot of stuff to talk about moving on down the road. Oh yeah, it's going to be a fun last week of the season with the races that are going on the East and right. East and West and the wild cards. So right, take care. Talk to you next yep. time. You too. See Thanks. You. There goes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.